welcome to this week's episode of Dermatologist Talks Science of Beauty. I'm Dr. Tiwan Lin, and today we're going to be talking about microdermabrasion. This is a topic I've always wanted to find out more about. From my knowledge, microdermabrasion is usually performed in a dermatologist's practice. It's been touted to leave you with visibly smoother skin and is an effective method to reduce fine lines and wrinkles. Well, while booking a microdermabrasion appointment may not have been an option right now during the pandemic, or just not as practical for busy individuals, investing in an at-home microdermabrasion device might be the best option. Well, I do know that your brand, Dr. TWL Dermaceuticals, does have a microdermabrasion device, the Silk Peel Home Metafacial Kit. But before we go into that though, can you tell us more about the practice of microdermabrasion? What exactly it is, and maybe a little bit of the history on how it all started. Microdermabrasion is a type of skin resurfacing procedure um, that is performed by various practitioners um, in a outpatient healthcare setting, usually in a dermatology practice. Um, it's essentially used to treat um, certain signs of photoaging, such as uneven, uh, dull skin tone, um, acne scars, um, as well as superficial uh, wrinkles. It's one of the most common cosmetic procedures uh, that's performed worldwide. And um, just a little bit of background to it, it was first introduced actually way back in 1985 uh, by, by two dermatologists as a less aggressive form of skin resurfacing compared to chemical peels and dermabrasion itself. So it's come to be quite a popular cosmetic treatment, mainly because of um, its ease of use, minimal downtime, and good results. So what actually happens uh, during microdermabrasion is uh, the release of crystals through a handpiece. Um, and this is combined with a vacuum-assisted process that applies gentle suction to remove the topmost layer of your skin, uh, known as the stratum corneum. That's so interesting to hear about how it all started. Well, what can microdermabrasion do for our skin? What kind of results can we expect? So the common reasons we recommend microdermabrasion is uh, for the improvement of certain uh, skin signs of aging. Uh, so photo aging, you know, is the term we use for sun-induced uh, aging, uh, biological or uh, you know related skin aging due to chronological age itself um, can also result in uneven skin tone, texture, uh, pigmentation, um, spots, and uh, you know wrinkles. Essentially, because of the loss of ability of the skin to uh, you know combat oxidative stress. For individuals who suffer from acne scars and those who have, um, you know, slightly deeper uh, skin wrinkles, they also will respond um, quite well to the resurfacing process uh, as those with more superficial type of acne scarring, um, PIH, post-inflammation, hyperpigmentation, as well as those with uh, superficial wrinkles. 
Um, compared to traditional forms of skin resurfacing, uh, for example, we talk about fractional CO2 lasers um, in this instance, uh, which is a lot deeper and is traditionally indicated for individuals who have moderate to severe photo aging, as well as the kind of deeper um, dermal sort of acne scars, which we mentioned um, in, in the uh, first part. Uh, but, you know, microdermabrasion on its own is something that has uh, value because it has minimal downtime. It can be performed by, um, say, the, uh, the nurse or even an aesthetician. Um, and it's also, uh, you know, a tool that can augment the results of a fractional uh, CO2 uh, laser procedure. So in a sense, it has been thought of as an equivalent to a chemical peel. Um, when the topmost layer of the skin, uh, the stratum corneum, is removed through this process, what happens is that it stimulates the wound healing uh, process. It starts the wound healing process in your skin. And, you know, that's actually a key part of the treatment outcome as well. So, you know, we're not just talking about, oh, exfoliating, removing the topmost layer. And this is the precise reason why we do not recommend exfoliating with, say, you know, um, harsh beads or even any sort of rough abrasive substance, because that just causes skin damage without actually stimulating collagen production. But in uh, specific treatments, you know, used in our practice, microdermabrasion being one of them, chemical peels, uh, fractional resurfacing, all these are evidence-based methods to actually stimulate new collagen formation. Now, ideally, after the microdermabrasion process, you find that skin that grows back is healthier looking um, overall. Uh, there's you know, less uh, appearance of the dullness, is increased radiance, reduced fine lines, wrinkles, and um, a more even sort of pigmentation. Well, I've actually watched a video on the microdermabrasion process. It looks like the skin is first prepped with a toner to clean off the residual skincare products used before. Then a diamond-tipped wand is then run across the skin. After that, the skin is cleansed. Is this what usually happens for a microdermabrasion procedure? Now, the entire area of the skin um, that's to be treated with microdermabrasion, uh, whether you're uh, performing it at home with a home device uh, or in the clinic setting, uh, the entire area of skin should be cleansed with a uh, gentle cleanser. Uh, moist gauze you know, usually is then placed over the eyes to prevent any uh, accidental contact. This is for um, the, the abrasive diamond tips that are used in the uh, dermatology practices. Um, then with negative pressure emitted from the uh, head of the device, it would then pull the skin into the handpiece. And that's when the abrasive crystals are released at a controlled rate. Um, something to note here is we um, you know, do not expect a lot of skin irritation with this process. Um, however, uh, individuals with pre-existing eczema, facial eczema, or a tendency to develop eczema, or let's say active acne, um, those with severe forms of cystic acne should not use this uh, procedure on their skin. 
So, I mean, for the um, implementation of microdermabrasion in the outpatient setting, uh, it's you know very straightforward. Uh, there's no need for any uh, numbing cream uh, because it's not particularly uncomfortable. Um, the abrasive crystals are basically pushed against the skin with this handheld uh, vacuum system. And overall, uh, what happens is that, you know, with very, very gentle mechanical abrasion, the surface of the skin, uh, you know, sheds the topmost layer, the stratum corneum. Ah, uh, so it shouldn't be an overly uncomfortable or painful process. Well, I can definitely see a lot of benefits of either at-home or in-clinic microdermabrasion for the skin, especially in the sense of improving skin texture and smoothness. Well, apart from that, does this help with our skin issues like acne or maybe even anti-aging? We know that a lot of your skin's um, inherent radiance, elasticity, the appearance of youthful looking skin is lost with age. And part of it is because of the skin cells being retained. Um, and, you know, this comes with increased chronological age. And, you know, something to note is that in acne prone patients, we find that there is retention of the uh, dead skin cells around the uh, hair follicles, a phenomenon we call follicular hyperkeratosis. And that is the reason why, um, you know, chemical peels and microdermabrasion are sort of treatment adjuncts for individuals who suffer from active acne as well. Uh, but to note, usually not the uh, cystic or infected types of acne. So those with acne can go ahead and try out this procedure as well, as it may actually work as part of treatment too. Well, in that case, what can we expect after microdermabrasion? What is the aftercare like? Well, that's a very good question because what happens after the microdermabrasion procedure is equally important to what happens during the procedure, which is what we've been talking about so far. Part of the wound healing process is essentially the regrowth of your skin. So the new skin, the new epidermis, uh, you know, which we, we hope is and it will look more radiant, refreshed, simply because the cells are younger. Uh, this overall leads to a better cosmetic effect, uh, something that we also see in superficial and uh, medium depth chemical peels. On that note, you've also talked a little bit about microdermabrasion being compared with chemical peels, in the sense that they are both exfoliation procedures. Well, how are they different? Is one better than the other? So it's actually really important to put this in the context of Asia. Uh, now, as a dermatologist practicing in Singapore, uh, most of my patients belong to the category of skin of color. And, you know, we are actually really cautious about using medium or even deep chemical peels in our practice. And in fact, I don't use any of those, um, you know, in, in our Asian patients, because unlike in Caucasian patients, um, there's this inherent risk uh, and there's a much higher risk of developing hyperpigmentation. 
Now, the benefit of microdermabrasion is because the process is a mechanical one. Um, so, in a sense, you know, we can perfectly control the depth of penetration. Um, unlike in uh, you know using a chemical peel where if you leave it on for a little bit longer um, you actually may develop uh, irritant contact dermatitis for example and you know sometimes with inexperienced users or um, you know assessment of, with the assessment of the skin type is, is not there uh, then you can have adverse events arising from chemical peels. So because it's like a mechanical process, it has really nothing to do with the length of time or, um, you know, any uh, differences in the concentrations, uh, which must, uh, you know, to a lay person or to not uh, to a non-specialized personnel, uh, you know, which if they mess up will actually cause adverse reactions. Um, so it's generally considered safe for all Fitzpatrick skin types, including skin of color. Well, I actually did a little bit of homework before coming here, and I did read a paper by Joe and his colleagues published in the Journal of Cosmetic Dermatology on the enhanced delivery of cosmeceuticals by microdermabrasion. And as I understand, that is the increased absorption of skincare and cosmeceutical skincare um, through this microdermabrasion process. Well, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Something we want to discuss here is the fact that your skin can actually absorb cosmeceuticals and medications uh, much better with microdermabrasion. This has been proven in studies and it's important to note that uh, it also enables active dermal cosmetics that usually do not penetrate the skin barrier very well to be absorbed better. Now, there are several ongoing studies which so far show promising results uh, using microdermabrasion as a tool to enhance transdermal drug delivery. Um, so, you know, all this, of course, we, we want to, um, you know, emphasize that it is in the field of cosmetic science that we're applying it to rather than, uh, say, treat delivery of medications for systemic illnesses. With so many benefits mentioned, in all, is microdermabrasion good for your skin? Are there any situations or certain skin types where it is not recommended? So the answer is yes, in the context of improving the signs of photoaging and um, as an adjunct in the treatment of moderate to severe acne scars, um, it is a relatively low cost, safe uh, and efficient way to stimulate new skin cells to grow. However, it's really important to note that um, for in-clinic microdermabrasion, because the tools used are a lot more abrasive um, than the home kits, it should be performed under medical supervision. So even if it's done by non-medical personnel. Um, you know, there are some pre-existing skin conditions that dermatologists would usually uh, be aware of and, uh, you know, ensure that, you know, we do not perform procedures on such patients and uh, that would be, you know, skin infections. So people with active cold sores, or let's say they have a history of recurrent cold sores, they may be a very poor candidate for microdermabrasion. Um, so if they have uh, any other form of active lesions or broken skin on, on their face, um, so active acne, for example, those with uh, cystic acne, these individuals are not suited for the procedure. Um, for individuals who suffer from 
certain types of pigmentation, such as melasma, we have to be very careful about using microdermabrasion uh, in skin of color. Um, you know, with other uh, condition, melasma is often a hit and miss because sometimes we find that the mechanical trauma to skin can actually activate the melanocytes, which causes more hyperpigmentation. There are also a few specific concerns about microdermabrasion, especially in Asian skin. You mentioned briefly about hyperpigmentation before. Is there anything specific we should look out for when it comes to using this facial procedure? Well, it is very helpful um, for individuals who want an adjunct to their uh, current anti-aging regimen uh, to include microdermabrasion in their uh, skincare routine. Um, for chemical peels, you know, I feel that uh, between the uh, at-home microdermabrasion kits and you know trying a uh, online version of a you know, illegal chemical peel, um, I feel that it's definitely much safer to use a, a home device. Um, so skin of color, basically, we're worried about hyperpigmentation. And I've actually seen quite a number of patients who actually bought chemical peels online. And as we know, it's not legal for even non-medical um, personnel to own um, chemical peels of a certain concentration uh, in Singapore, at least. Uh, so, they, you know, these people ended up with uh, chemical burns. So hyperpigmentation, uh, it arises from chemical burns uh, via the process of post-inflammation hyperpigmentation. For microdermabrasion, theoretically, um, if the uh, depth of abrasion is um, not suitable. So for example, if it's a very, very abrasive tool that's used on sensitive skin, then uh, you're also uh, at risk of developing post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation, uh, which is heightened in Asian skin and skin of color. So, you know, I think it's important for a home device, for example, to be well-designed and catered for, um, you know, individuals with a little bit more sensitivity. Uh, so if you are, you know, belonging to skin of color, then, um, for example, the silk peel, which we designed, actually has three different modes of the microdermabrasion, which you can self-adjust and is tested to be super, super gentle. Well, you know, living in Singapore, I just want to highlight that there is, of course, a specific um, sort of climate right at the equator that we're exposed to. And we're talking about near 100% of UV ray exposure. Um, and whether you're undergoing a chemical peel or a microdermabrasion procedure, it's going to make you photosensitive. So using sunscreen um, and also aftercare is extremely, extremely important and also um, I feel something that we need to emphasize as part of a longer term maintenance regimen rather than just like a, a touch and go sort of cosmetic procedure. Well yeah that's really important to keep in mind. Well apart from the photosensitivity that we should be careful of, is there any chance of skin allergies with microdermabrasion? Allergies with microdermabrasion are actually quite rare. So there are individuals who have contact 
allergy to the crystal itself. So the commonest crystal that's used is aluminum oxide. And that actually would mean that, um, you know, when you use that tool on the individual's face, there would be um, allergic sensitive reaction. So uh, an alternative uh, metal oxide should be used. Now, in the case of our silk peel, uh, we developed it with copper uh, oxide. Um, the reason is because of the structure of the um, compound. It's overall less abrasive. And also we know that the release of copper ions actually stimulates collagen production itself. So yeah, in a sense, it's killing two birds with one stone. And as a home uh, microdermabrasion tool, it's important, first of all, that it is easy to use, it's gentle, it's fail-proof, it's foolproof, so there can be no accidents. Well, as we talked about before, the silk peel is unique in that it utilizes a proprietary copper-infused microcrystalline tip that delivers skin-healing cosmeceutical benefits. It has also has collagen-stimulating functions and is ultra-gentle on the skin. Well, what is the difference between a home microdermabrasion device and an in-clinic microdermabrasion facial treatment? Can a home device really replace the need of in-office treatments? So, you know, about this uh, difference between at-home microdermabrasion compared to an in-office treatment, it's a very relevant question. So when we launched the biomaterials arm in late 2019, um, the silk peel was a whole microdermabrasion device uh, that we um, developed for our overseas patients who were unable to follow up with us. Um, you know, w when they uh, come in to do their medical microdermabrasion procedures and then they leave and they feel like they want an equivalent, which they can also have access to at home. And, you know, with COVID-19, I think um, this at-home device has become even more relevant. So, I mean, I just want to share a little bit about what, um, you know, is the key concept that differentiates home kits versus, um, you know, in-office microdermabrasion uh, tools. So, it should be less abrasive, okay? So, um, you know, in a clinic, it's used uh, often as a diamond tip and uh, that's also horribly expensive, so you can't incorporate that into a home device that you want to sell for a reasonable uh, price that you know the general public can afford. Um, and also in, in the clinic setting, that sort of uh, diamond tip needs to be used uh, by a, another person. You can't do it on yourself and you need to protect your eyes, etc. And um, you know, if you have any of these contraindications, which we discussed before, um, then you know, nobody will pick it up and uh, that can be very dangerous and it can really aggravate your condition. So the home kits, um, you know, we often use aluminum oxide. In this case, we use copper oxide. These crystals are released when microdermabrasion is performed. So um, we talked about the hand piece that comes with it with uh, vacuum suction that helps to remove the topmost layer of your skin in the, um, in the process. So the whole purpose of this home microdermabrasion kit um, you know it's pretty similar to the uh, clinic microdermabrasion procedure in a sense that we want to stimulate skin cell renewal but 
at the same time for the home device because we expect it to be performed more frequently because it's much gentler on skin, it's easy to use, you have access to it, it's like a one-time purchase. We also want to highlight the fact that you can use it to increase the absorption of cosmeceutical serums. We can layer a few different products into our skin, but we do want to make sure each step is getting absorbed and is bringing the most benefits to our skin. Well, one of the benefits of the silk peel like you mentioned is the increased absorption of cosmeceutical active ingredients into the skin. Can you tell us more about the science behind this? Now, it's probably not as well publicized the fact that microdermabrasion remains a very effective tool to increase delivery of dermal cosmetics. And, you know, cosmeceuticals, uh, they are essentially in my realm of research we are constantly looking for ways that would um, help active ingredients penetrate the skin barrier more effectively. Well, what do you think of the technology behind home devices that are all the rage in the skincare and beauty world right now? As you grow older, you're less able to absorb active ingredients. Um, you know, with microdermabrasion, it's actually the perfect sort of home device to introduce into your skincare regimen. Let me explain why. Um, you know, for all other types of home facial devices, uh, including the popular LED light home devices, I do not think that it contains enough wattage um, in comparison to what has been studied and practiced in offices uh, for the treatment of, um, you know, uh, either acne or increasing skin radiance with this uh, photobiological effects of LED lights. So the device itself, first of all, if it's a home use device, it's actually pretty small. And also the cost of manufacturing has to be taken into consideration. Now with microdermabrasion, I feel that it fulfills many of the criteria, um, including safety, efficacy, ease of use, and actually having a real function in terms of fighting the aging process and even as the adjunct treatment of common skin conditions such as acne scars. Um, so it's certainly my top choice for a home device. Now, when we developed the Silk Peel Metifacial Kit, we also incorporated metifacial solutions compounded by our pharmacy. So uh, that's actually what we have been using in our clinic with our vacuum microdermabrasion system. So if you understand the Korean um, metifacials, the uh, hydrofacial, these are all forms of microdermabrasion um, that actually use this vacuum technology to infuse um, antioxidants and other dermocosmetic ingredients into your skin. Now, depending on your skin concern, be it hyperpigmentation, or other types of pigmentation, oily skin, acne-prone skin, or even sensitivity and eczema, the choice of the ingredients we put in the metafacial solutions is specifically tailored um, to address those concerns. And you know that the vacuum microdermabrasion process, which you can use uh, with the device at home, is going to increase the absorption of these 
active ingredients, which actually is the main point. Whatever you apply on your skin. Now, frankly, this is a point when I just have to highlight that if we、uh, were to think of, oh, you know, I feel lazy and I just can't imagine doing all these things for myself.、Um, why can't I just put one cream and that's it? Well, the reason is this: if you're trying to treat an active pathology, you have to deliver the,、um, you know, correct. Therapy and for skin, you are going to apply the、uh, active ingredients in order for it to exert an effect. But not, that's not just、um, the end of the story. You also need it to penetrate the skin barrier.、Um, so I feel that you know, besides all you know, we've spoken about in the realm of dermal cosmetic formulation,、um, the efficacy and the evidence behind these active ingredients. We now want to talk about how to increase the absorption of these active ingredients. Now, the amazing thing about microdermabrasion is that one does not need to attend a clinic for the treatment anymore. We actually have incorporated this technology into a handheld device we call the Silk Peel, which essentially uses an abrasive crystal copper oxide, which helps to resurface the skin as the vacuum action is released through the handpiece. This is recommended for use in conjunction with our cosmeceuticals, as it increases the absorption of skincare, as well as the exfoliating benefits of a classic in-clinic microdermabrasion treatment. Well, we've talked about all you need to know about microdermabrasion today: the benefits for your skin, how it can be used as acting treatment for those with acne, and how it holds up to chemical peel exfoliations. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Dermatologist Talks: Science of Beauty. You can follow Dr. Tio on her Instagram at Dr. Tio Wan Lin, and also for the full podcast transcript at www. scienceofbeauty. net.